Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey, to explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert. Because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's crack on with today's episode. Today, we'll be looking at creating your perfect writing environment, something that doesn't have to be difficult. In fact, the simpler you can make it, the better. Often, when you procrastinate over having the right pen or the right notebook or the right chair, you're dangerously close to becoming Goldilocks, wanting everything to be just right before you sit down to write. But this is often procrastination in disguise. Writing a book is hard work, so this is no surprise, but like any new habit, the best time to start writing is now, not when the muse takes you or the wind is blowing in the right direction or when that new moleskin notebook shows up. I feel seen. In this episode, you'll discover how to create your perfect writing environment so you can actually avoid turning into Goldilocks and instead get some damn words on the page. I have written in many different writing environments. I've written at the end of the garden in a writing cabin. I've written in coffee shops. I've written at the kitchen table. I've written in the lounge with a laptop on my lap. Um, And it really doesn't matter where you write. It's got to be somewhere comfortable. At the moment, I tend to write at a desk in my lounge because it's just where I happen to be writing most of the time. But It doesn't mean that I can't vary up where I'm writing. I like to mix it up, in fact. Often, I'll go to coffee shops just to give myself um, a bit of a different vibe, a different feel to my writing session. I also think it's because they do great cake and coffee, but hey, let's stick to the writing. At the moment, on a Friday, I'm currently working on a novel and I go to a particular coffee shop as kind of a routine to signal to my brain that I'm actually going there to write my novel. I'm not going there to write for my business. I'm not going to write nonfiction. I'm going there to write a novel. And it's just a regular part of my Friday routine. Now, it doesn't have to be a coffee shop. It doesn't have to be sitting at a desk either. Sometimes the greatest ideas you can have for your writing is when you're out and about, possibly walking or some sitting somewhere. Maybe you sit somewhere lovely like a beach or you're sitting in a beautiful nature reserve near you and you're just absorbing all that wonderful outside freshness that's giving you loads of creativity and helping you to think of fabulous ideas for your work. So don't always think that when I talk about writing environments, I'm talking about at a desk in a proper chair 
and having to be focused on a laptop or your PC. It's all about finding an environment that works for you. And one of the great things about some of the apps that are out there at the moment, for example, Trello, which if you've heard this podcast before, you'll know I'm a big fan of, um, but also like the Notes app you might have on your phone. These are great because when you are out and about and you are doing something a little bit different, often our brains work in this wonderful way where we'll get ideas for our work and you're sitting there or standing there and you're thinking, oh my God, I've just had a brilliant idea for my book and I've got, haven't got my special notebook or I haven't got my wonderful laptop with me and I've only got maybe my phone in my pocket. So really use those apps to jot down ideas and create an environment that isn't always in, you know, that conventional at a desk um, looking at a screen in that conventional I'm a writer way. I'm an experienced writer, though, and I've been writing for a very long time. So I don't want you to think that you've got to mix it up if actually you don't want to. And if it's your first time writing a book, it might mean that consistency is what you need to get your butt in the chair and to actually do the writing that you keep thinking about. So it's up to you. And in this episode, we're going to explore some options that you could consider. But I thought it was worth pointing out right at the beginning how I approach my writing and that is to try and mix it up but be consistent with sitting down and just doing something every day no matter where that might be. So we're going to delve into one of my favourite topics which is habit forming and the power of habit which is ironically a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about habit loops. Now, you might wonder what a habit loop actually is. And if you're a bit of a habits geek like I am, you might already know what it is. But if you don't, I'm going to explain it to you. A habit loop is if you imagine a continuous circle going round and round and you start with a cue and that gives your brain the idea that a habit is about to happen. Now, when your habits are really ingrained into your brain, you don't actually realise the cue is happening. It's just something that's so automatic that you won't even realise you're doing it. And then from the cue comes the actual habit itself, the routine that you want to do or the routine that you have already put in place. And then once you've done the routine, you've got the reward. And this is whatever that reward might be. Now, I always love thinking about brushing your teeth um, because it's something that we all hopefully do um, as a great habit that is automatic by now when we're adults. And the cue is that you've probably either, because this is always a bone of contention for people, either you brush your teeth before you eat your breakfast or after you eat your breakfast. But the cue is essentially I'm either about to eat my breakfast, therefore I need to brush my teeth, or I've just eaten my breakfast, therefore I need to brush my teeth. So there's the cue, breakfast. The routine is brushing your teeth and the reward is that minty freshness and feeling as though you've got a nice clean mouth ready to start the day ahead. Now, I know that's nothing to do with writing, but it's a very simple way to show you how a habit loop works. And the great thing about habit loops is that you can use them to implement new habits, for example, writing. Now, our brains are fantastic at linking certain behaviours to certain environments. So the cue and the routine in the habit loop is often your environment. And in the world of writing habits, this could look like sitting in the same place to write each day, as I've already mentioned. It could be wearing the same cardigan or the same pair of trousers that maybe you kind of link your writing to. Or it could be listening to the same playlist of music each time you write. 
Now, you might be wondering why the hell you should do this. Um, Surely it can't make that much of a difference, but actually it can. If your brain hears, for example, the same piece of music every time you sit down to write, it'll associate it with the writing process. So creating the perfect writing environment is actually a pretty sensible thing to do because we want our brains to embrace this writing habit that we're trying to create. And therefore, our environment can play a fantastic part in this process. So let's think of our senses. Firstly, your writing environment and what it looks like. So first and foremost, try and sit in the same space to write each day when you're first starting out. Once you get into the habit of writing regularly, you can change this up a bit, of course you can. But for the time being, one place is best. If you can make it a space just reserved for writing, that's great. But if not, it's no biggie. Just a place where you feel comfortable with limited distractions. Now it's time to consider what's around you. Imagine you're sitting in your writing space. What do you see? Well, the clearer the space, the better. You don't want to get sidetracked by yesterday's to-do list or some notes you made about a business project you're thinking of. Notes about your book are an obvious necessity, including maybe a one-page overview to refer back to. But try to keep things to the essentials only. A focused mind is a productive mind. You might also see a mug of coffee and a bottle of water. Keep hydrated and your brain will thank you for it. Why not maybe include some inspirational quotes to keep you motivated or a giant piece of paper or whiteboard where you record your daily word count? It's these little things that make your writing environment an inspiring place to be. Now let's consider the sounds around you. Whether you listen to anything while you write is entirely up to you. Of course it is. You may prefer to write in silence in a quiet corner of the house. Or you may enjoy writing in your local coffee shop surrounded by background noises such as chatting or the whir of those coffee machines. Maybe the cake is a wonderful enticement too. Stephen King writes while listening to Metallica. So it comes down to personal preference. And if writing in a coffee shop eats into your bank balance, you can play coffee shop noises via YouTube in the comfort of your own home. Don't say I don't think of you. Personally, I can only write to music without lyrics. I'm too tempted to sing along otherwise and pretend I'm on the West End stage. It's probably best for my neighbours too. I actually have a writing playlist on Spotify full of classical pieces or chilled jazz. Listening to it gets me in the zone, and my brain now associates my playlist with settling down to write. When I interviewed author Jacqueline Kent on Happy Writers Live on Instagram, she agreed with this idea. Not only does she have the same playlist for every writing session, she also had the same bowl of sweets to accompany each session too. In my opinion, that's even better. Now, what about the feel of your writing environment? In order to write, you need to feel as comfortable as possible. For me, that's sitting in a chair that doesn't hurt my lower back and making sure my desk is at an angle so that I don't get neck ache. Now, I've had a recent experience with a herniated disc in my neck and it's probably been one of the most painful things I've experienced in quite a long time. Obviously, nowhere near childbirth, but 
pretty annoying. And it's something I had for about a year and I was having treatment with the physio and he was talking to me about different options in terms of my writing environment because he asked me whether it was possible for me to take a break from writing and I had to politely remind him that as it's my day job, it was pretty unlikely. But he did come up with some different solutions for me to try, one of which was the chair that I was sitting in to make sure that um, all my angles were right in terms of my knee position. He also said to me about possibly having um, a footrest under the desk to try and just support my lower back a little bit more. He also said try a standing desk which I have done. I've got one of those things that can adjust between a sitting desk and a standing desk Um, and actually it's not a a fancy desk it's just an adapter thing that you can buy. I got it off Amazon. It's very um, helpful because when I feel like I've been sitting for too long I then stand to write and to work to give myself a bit of a break from constantly sitting. But it's also really important to get up often and to give yourself some stretches to do because even if you're not writing for maybe as long as I am each day, you will need to make sure that you're fitting in the breaks and making it as comfortable for your body as possible. So you don't want a herniated disc, but you also just want to frankly be as comfortable as possible. Some authors to do this will also wear a particular item of clothing um, to help them get into the mindset for writing. It does help condition your brain to realise you are about to write and helps you get into that zone. It's a bit like a runner getting their running gear ready before they head out the door. You might also use the same mug for your tea or coffee, maybe like Jacqueline was saying, she has the same sweets around her. So it's just about helping prime your brain as much as possible to be in that writing zone. Also consider the temperature of your writing environment because if you're too cold you won't associate writing with a pleasant experience and if you're too hot you may suffer from brain fog or lethargy or just when you're sitting there feeling a bit sleepy. Having fresh air is important so keep a window open even if it's just a crack. Before we go I just want to reassure you that I'm very aware that some of these things probably sound a little bit out there and that's okay. But I just want to remind you that you cannot wait for the mood to take you when it comes to writing, when it comes to anything really, because even though we make our decisions based on our emotional part of our brain, we have to help the logical part, the routine part, the habit part of the brain to do those hard things by making it as easy for them as possible. And I know I've spoken before around tiny habits and small word counts and making things as easy for your brain to do when it comes to hard things. But if you can really consider your writing environment, it can really help your brain make those important decisions too. Whatever you can do to make your writing experience simple and familiar for your brain, the better. Before you tackle your daily word count, get into your writing zone, both physically and mentally. It's really going to help with creativity. But really try to avoid the Goldilocks idea. Again, it is procrastination and you will find yourself, because your brain is extremely clever, saying to yourself, well, I can't possibly write today because I can't find my favourite pen. And as ludicrous as it sounds when you're sitting here and you're listening to something and you know your logical brain is probably shaking its head saying, what on earth are you talking about? It is true. You can find any excuse not to write, even if it's because you can't find your favourite pen. So let's get practical. Decide where you feel comfortable writing, create that space, gather your accessories and just get started. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and you feel inspired to create a writing environment that motivates you. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. It's available on Amazon and on my website. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly free newsletter, which is funnily enough called The Write Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing.